thank you this morning that you are in the middle of that storm with us. That God, you make your way where there seems no way. Lord, I thank you that you do not give up on us even when we many times give up on you. You are our ever-present help in time of need. We honour you, we exalt you and no one else this morning. For you have delivered us and you will deliver us again and again and again. For that is who you are. Isaiah 43, verse 16 to 21 says, This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to risk again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honour me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. God is doing a new thing this morning. He's doing a new thing. In the opening words of Isaiah 40, thanks team, you may take a seat. The the opening words of Isaiah 40 are comfort. Comfort my people. That word comfort is not put some cotton wool around you and pretend like everything's all good. That word comfort is strength with. It's to speak courage and strength into. And only three chapters on from that word are these words. Forget all the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. You know, God is into the new I just wonder if my wife at this point could run up. It's an illustration for me. But God says in Revelation 21, He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Thank you. And it says in Acts 3 verse 21 that this new thing he is doing is about the restoration of all things. Heaven must receive him, that is Jesus, until the time comes for God to restore everything as he promised long ago through his holy prophets. You see, God is into the new. The other day I had to go out and buy some new shoes. These ones were the ones that I had, looking a bit tatty, basically worn through the sole there, holes in the side, lovely, comfortable, but needed a new pair. And so what did I do? 
and stinky, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so what did I do? I went to Rebel, saw Clint, and uh, he guided me to the shoe aisles. But you know, what I really wanted was not a new shoe. I wanted this shoe back in new form. See, what I went out and bought was what I could find as close as possible to the, to the old shoe. There you go. You can't get much closer than that new model. And you know, it looks great, and it's new, and it's brand sparkling. And Jackie said to me this week, they look too new. You need to go out and wear them. So I've been wearing them out this week. You know, when God says I'm making everything new, he's talking about taking the old and making it new. He's talking about taking his original world that he made that he said is very good and renewing it, restoring it. Sorry about the smell down there. It says in Isaiah 65, See, I will create new heavens and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. Which takes me back to Isaiah 43. This time in the NLT version. It says, but forget all that. It is nothing going for us to do something new. See, I've create dry wasteland. Version. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. And to take what seems like wilderness and wasteland and make it new. It's bursting out. Don't you see? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert, rivers and the badlands. These words, this promise was given to a people in exile in Babylon. A people that were far from them. They needed these words. And these words took them right back to Exodus as God led them through the wilderness into the promised land. And it took them forward into prophecy that Joel 2 spoke of. You know, the streams of living water. That's speaking of the Spirit. That's speaking of the Holy Spirit poured out on all flesh. A promise to each and every person that follows Jesus. See, in Isaiah 40 we read, Verse 3 and 5, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. The glory of the Lord will be revealed. And all people will get together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This way in the wilderness that he promises us today. That is the Jesus way. It echoes those very that the John the Baptist would fulfill. He was that voice. He prepared that way. And what was that way? It was the way of Jesus. The way that makes a way for us. See, we live in a, in a day and a world now that desperately needs a way. They're anxious and they're alone, you know. More freedoms than we've ever had, yet starved of meaning and relationship. 
the church can offer the way of Jesus, which is the way of freedom, the way of meaning, and the way of community of relationship. He calls us in to all of these things. See, I am doing a new thing. I am making a way in the wilderness, in streams, in the wasteland. Way in the wilderness is the way of Jesus. And he says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. One comes to the Father except. This is what we are. We are that way. And whatever your wilderness is this morning, God make the way. Now this week, I've just felt the weight, and I don't even know what it is. I think it's it's just all that stuff I know that that we're dealing with as his people. But in the midst of that wilderness, in the midst of that wandering where we're going, God, what are you up to? We want to see you move. Jesus, the way, comes to us. He leads us through that wilderness. And he speaks hope, he speaks comfort. Comfort my people. And then he says, I'm going to give streams of living water. You know, streams of water in the wastelands. I love that, that phrase, wastelands. You know, we're living in wastelands. We call it progress. You know, our society calls it progress, but it's wastelands. It's Christ without kingdom. It's progress without the spirit, and that's no progress at all. We are unraveling as a society because we don't have the spirit of the living God. And Jesus says in John 7, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And Joel 2, and afterward I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. We need those streams of living water. We don't need more good programs. We don't need more pastors with egos. We don't even really need more sermons unless it's going to speak the word of God. What we need is a way and a stream. What we need is Jesus and the Spirit and power moving in and through us. See, as I was trying to prepare a message this week, I was struggling. And in a way, it's just more a cry. 
to cry somewhere deep. Just hungering, longing. That we would be a people of the way, baptized, full of the Holy Spirit. See our younger generation, you might see them and you might be anxious for them. They're lost in their phones. They're crying out for real man. I see it every week. We do youth. We meet with young adults. They're just crying out for something real. There's a line in one of the new Hillsong Young and Free, which is their youth band, that just says... You know, I want the real thing. You know, in the old way, the old model of church is not going to work for them anymore. They're not coming to church, they've left the church because it stopped being about the way and the stream. It stopped being about Jesus and the Spirit, the Word and the Spirit. In the 60s and the 70s, we... And it's, it's no slam to anyone, but, but in order to try and attract, we made it all these things. We made it programs. We made it appeals. And that may have worked in a time when hundreds and thousands flocked to Billy Graham crusades, but it doesn't work today. Because Jesus is saying, go. And let my stream of living water go out into the highways and the byways, the subcultures of our community, those that are never going to step foot on the berm of church, let alone within it. It's not about buildings. The way that they will see us living, and it's about the living water. That if we're open, and I'm preaching to myself here, if we hunger and truly thirst for that living water. Let's just pray, and I'm sure the team have another song for us this morning. Let's, let's just cry out. Let's just cry out. Father, we, we just need you. You have provided a way. Your promise is the living water. But God... Bring us to our knees. Because we need to know again that, that we are lost without you. Without that way, without that water. We, we are nothing. We are dust until you breathe in us. And you have, you have breathed into us. That's what sets us apart. But Lord, pour out afresh. This is not for the special ones. This is for all flesh that repent and cry out to Jesus, help, save me. I'm a sinner and I'm lost. This is for all people that realize they're broken and turn to you.
And so, Lord, show us that way. And as Martin brings a word next week about how we are to be on mission, how we are to be that people going into community, God, we cannot do it on our way, on our timetable, with our agenda. We need your way and we need your spirit. We need that living water. Release it over us. And Amen.